everything we've been talking about so far has been leading us to talk about what a solution looks like to this problem of breakdown of natural intelligence, a problem with this vulnerability in our cognitive system that gets exploited. What does a solution need to look like to address this so we can solve the human coordination problem, so we can restore natural intelligence, so we can navigate towards what really makes sense for us, for what makes sense in the big picture, for what makes sense in a way that's grounded in reality to get us to where we need to be. And to win the race against insanity because we pointed out that we're in a bit of a pressure cooker. Things appear to be intensifying and so we actually have to step up. As you've been saying that this is, we believe, the crux of solving all of our large-scale crises we're experiencing from environmental to psychological, meaning that these could all be explained this natural intelligence model. If we could solve this crux problem, if we could figure out how to protect ourselves and defend against this vulnerability, if humanity could figure out how to do that, it might be enough. We would at least expect something different to emerge. That's our big picture argument that it's quite possible that everything we're seeing emerged from a single generator function. That there's not people behind this, there's a vulnerability behind this. That systems got set up, infected us. We got infected with, with these types of organizational structures, systems, incentives, feedbacks. We got trapped into these systems that are creating the crises. It's not us doing it. All the crises we're, we're pointing out right now, our attention crisis, our meaning crisis, our psychological crisis, our wisdom crisis, our environmental crisis, our collapse of our societies, our crises in, of trust in our leadership, all of these may have grown out of this vulnerability, set the stage so that we ended up trapped in these systems that no one actually designed. They grew out of this. If that's true, then there's nothing to fight against. We were fighting against projections of the wall. When it's emergence, you don't fight at the level of emergence. You change the conditions that the thing emerges out of, and it all changes. That's the power of finding a generator function. So the hypothesis is we might have a shot at shutting that down and letting something else emerge and grow into another feature, not the one we're imagining right now, a new one, one that we can believe in, one that gets a richer sense of depth, a richer sense of satisfaction, a richer sense of meaning, all, all the stuff we, we feel like we're missing could start to fill in just by trying to address this vulnerability. Generator function, projections on the wall. So let me take a common sense example I think a lot of people know about fractals. Fractals are set up with these very simple little equations, and yet they generate so much complexity. And if you're saying, we just want to make this fractal look different, we don't like that it has curly cues, and we don't, we don't want the swirly pattern. So you start pushing around your fractal, then you get this level, you push around there, and you push around here. And you spend all this energy pushing around, but it'll, you'll never get anywhere. It's at the wrong level. you got to get down to the generator function that made the pattern. So what we're suggesting is that the generator function for the crises we're fighting right now, that this natural intelligence frame has the possibility of explaining that this vulnerability in us is the generator function. If we can change just that, we'll be in a different world. We don't have to fight it at all these levels. We don't have to worry about that. We literally just unplug it. We unplug what's fueling that to exist and we just let it wither and we plug in something else and we let it grow. Just that simple, if that's what it is. 
if we can figure out how to plug in something different. So what would a solution look like? So the crux of the crux of the problem is our attention's trapped in one system and we want it to be coordinated. We don't just want to switch it to the other system. We want to coordinate it. We want them both able to work together to take an object of our focused attention and situate it conceptually in our own direct experience, our own perception, our own world. So a solution needs to simultaneously engage a recognition of our focus attention to hold the thing and engage our attention like foreground, background, engage the context, our diffuse attention, some way that they're coordinated. And the obvious way we'd want to do that is some sort of question that reveals how do they go together? How do they interact? What's their relationship? What's the relationship to this object of focus attention to our world? All the aspects and dimensions of our world. How do those relate? How do those relate to counterfactual dimensions of our world, meaning things we could imagine or things we've experienced that wouldn't normally go with that context so we can start to see how it might work? We're trying to reveal the how and how things work by holding both. So it's not just arbitrarily bringing both attention systems online. It's bringing both attention systems online so they can engage in natural intelligence, which is a process of learning our life, understanding how our life actually works instead of a model we've been given that could have any kind of causality, any kind of how, no matter how absurd, like we talked about, because we can't tell with only focused attention. We only start to test our thinking, test the how, and only reveal the new how by virtue of being able to simulate and imagine how doing the thought experiments, how does this work? Does it add up? How's it going to play out? Does that make sense? And, and to make this less abstract, when we're talking about the object of focused attention, we're talking about the real things of life. We're talking about our jobs, our relationships, our challenges, our values, our goals, our beliefs. We're talking about real things that we hold in our mind. What do we hold in our mind? What are the things we can hold in our mind as things? Concepts we hold that we can name in our own language that are ours. But we're talking about the objects of our focused attention. And now how do we take those and start to test and see and learn? First, the way we think the model works, is that how it seems to really work in reality? We're only going to know that by putting things into a reality. And what emerges is a new understanding. Maybe these abstractions, by the way, in the process of doing this, don't hold together at all. Maybe a belief falls apart. Maybe a goal doesn't really make sense for us after all. Maybe a challenge isn't a challenge anymore. We realize, oh, that's only a challenge if I'm going after that goal. I think I want to do this other thing instead. I'm just going to go around that. Or maybe I thought it was a challenge, but it's really an opportunity. Or maybe I have to come to an acceptance instead of trying to wrestle with something because I now see it's bigger than me. I don't, can't bring enough to bear on it, and I want to let it go. So come to terms with things. So our process of engaging natural intelligence preserves the exact form of our focus attention, but it has to start from it in a way that is not distorted and true to our representation. It needs to not bring in more confabulation and then needs to somehow simultaneously bring in our diffuse attention in a way that reveals to us, like a thought experiment, how does our life work? Which brings us to what would be the experience now of having that happen, of having that system come back online. What we'd expect, I already started pointing at it, we'd expect a shifting. Maybe we'd be 
disinvested in some things. We, the illusion of them would fall through. We wouldn't believe in some things anymore, but something else could emerge. We'd expect insights. We expect new understanding leads to new models that we have arrived at through recognition, our own direct seeing and knowing of them, our own recognition. That's how it works. Not someone telling us that's how it works or having us accept how it works. We see for ourselves. So an insight process, an increase in, in a sense of knowledge of how our lives work, and ultimately feeling better about our ability to navigate our life, like a better outlook on how well do we think we can navigate our life, because as our environment becomes intelligible, we should be seeing ways forward, maybe that we hadn't seen before. So we should be able to find ways forward in ways we've been stuck, because this trapped attention very much should be a sense of being stuck. And then moving to natural intelligence, we should expect to feel unstuck. So more clarity, insights paving the way, a sense of an emergence, new understanding, maybe a dissolving of other things, and a reduction of the thinking because the attention system that gets stuck results in the kind of thinking we notice with words, the rumination, distraction, pulling our attention towards it instead of what we much more enjoy, which is where we can just be with what's happening moment to moment. So we feel like a much more of an ability to relax into being present in life and an increased resistance as a result to the things that would pull our attention in, in unhealthy ways. So we should be building up a fortitude as well. So you should also notice that you don't feel bothered. And as part of this grounding the object or focus attention into thought experiments using our imagination into the real world, that includes other people's perspective necessarily, that they are inhabitants of our reality. We share a world with others. Part of that is taking other people's perspective back on the thing we're trying to make sense of. And so we would also expect in that process of doing that with others, and especially if they are also doing it with us, that we should also be able to start to resolve misunderstandings between people. And also, in the same way, arrive at new insights and new possibilities between people. So the same process that we're using to restore the context that we know, our direct experience, when we share that direct experience with others, and they share it with us, we're improving our ability to ground our models into their world. And the better we do with that, the more likely we are going to arrive at insights and new possibilities that accommodate those around us. And that right there is the coordination problem we need to come back to. So collectively, we should see that people find it easier to coordinate. So back to the crux of the crux. We need a solution that allows us to hold our attention in this way. And how are we gonna do that? How do we control our attention? Our attention is trapped. We can't do it ourselves. We don't even know there's a problem. So we need something else to come in and to say, let me help you steer your attention where it might need to go. So we do this all the time, steer each other's attention around with language. So if, if there were a technology that could steer your attention where it needs to go while satisfying those constraints, that would be very helpful because while we're caught up and looping and trapped, our mind obviously has few to no resources to do that for itself and likely no natural desire to do it. It doesn't know how to begin because it doesn't know where there's a problem. So we just laid out that there's this generator function of all these crises and all these things wrong in our world. That's the hypothesis and that those stem from this root vulnerability that our attentional system gets stuck. And we just talked about how to use language and some sort of external system 
It can be a computer system, some technological tool that would use language to help us carefully focus our attention in such a way that we bring the systems back online, restore natural intelligence. That gave us a blueprint for that. Then we also know what we should be measuring for to see if we've successfully done that. So this is what we spend the last 10 years doing under the Inquire project is iterating, testing, developing, and, and further revealing the very specific principles we need to fill in that map of what those question forms are, when to deploy them, how to deploy them, how well are they working against this measure. We have found that now we can reliably bring people to those self-reports quickly and simply with the technology. They reliably have insights. They reliably feel as though they're learning about their life. They reliably feel as though they're coming up with new solutions. Everything we talked about, this is the experience they're having. So this part of the map worked. This blueprint worked. These principles worked. The cognitive science principles we deployed worked. We weren't surprised by this because we carefully went through and found evidence for those mechanisms, specific evidence that already exists in the scientific literature and distilled them into the framework and then basically took those principles to extend it. So it wasn't surprising it worked, but that's what we were building to. So this blueprint of how do we build a technology that could help us bring our attention system back online in a coordinated manner, restore natural intelligence, and we feel as though it worked as expected. We brought in the mechanisms we expected to work from modern cognitive science orchestrated that into a, an interactive system. We've been testing that and we'll be getting the results we'd expect. And that's great news. The technology didn't block us. We, we were able to solve every problem we had to solve in order to do this. So really happy about that. That sometimes you could start with a blueprint and it just doesn't come together, but it came together and it's working for people. So we just presented the minimal telling, just to lay out the argument, just a skeleton, just enough hopefully to keep you hanging in there to get you to the punchline, to help you at least orient yourself around this big picture we just presented. And we know that we posed a lot of questions that we haven't answered yet. There's so much more to talk about and fill in and answer. And we will keep talking and you can keep listening for those answers.